0: This is B2B Radio, featuring Mr. Biz, sponsored by Capital Plus. Over the next half hour, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, a two-time national best-selling author and leading business advisor, will cover topics that help business owners operate their businesses more profitably and more efficiently. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, this program is for you. And now, here's Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth.
1: Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of B2B Radio with me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. And uh, this is B2B Radio brought to you by Capital Plus. Capital Plus removes the hassles of balancing cash flow by becoming your full-service credit and collections department. And you can find them at capplus.com forward slash Mr. Biz. So definitely check them out. All right, so uh, during the first segment, so we have uh, two guests this week. The first segment will be our monthly market update with Mr. Johnny Dawson. Um, this is about the 114th, uh, I think, uh, version of this. Maybe I might be over exaggerating just a little, but um, so Johnny gives a market update, and then during the next two segments of the show, we'll be talking to Mr. Johnny Dwoskin, and uh, I will I will leave that on hold for now. So to tease you a little bit on uh, what we'll be talking about with Johnny or with John, John Dwoskin, Johnny Dawson, though, is with us now. Johnny, thanks for joining us again.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of, you have like a Pam and Pam dilemma going on over
1: there. Yes. Johnny and John. I know, I know. I got to try to keep these things straight here. It's uh, it's a little bit confusing. At least you guys don't both go by John, though, so that makes it a little bit easier. That's right. (laughs) Good
2: deal. Well, I figured it was only appropriate um, to start off kind of with our talk this month, which we just surpassed a pretty big anniversary in regards to the stock market. Um, and I'd be surprised if you happen to know what this This is the 10th anniversary. It was in March of this year. Uh, any ideas what it might be, Ken?
1: Uh, that was the, let me see, 10 years ago, 10, uh, long, uh, largest single-day drop in the Dow.
2: So close, yeah. Dang the it. S&P 500 has fallen a remarkable and very painfully 57% <laughs> – from its October to 2007 peak. So that's kind of the, the bottom, if you would, of the financial crisis. Mm-hmm. Now losses suffered in those dark days have not been seen since before World War II. So let's fast forward here 10 years. So, so March of 2009, March of this year, marked the 10th anniversary on that. So now we're 10 years ahead and by most measures the current bull market's in its longest run in history. And so basically we're in uh we just surpassed the 118th month uh of of a bull market or what we would call economical expansion since that the financial crisis. So we got to get to July. If we get through July with nothing happening, which <laughs> we're we're on pace to do that, this will then become the longest bull market that we've ever had in history. Um, So over the long term, though, as we all know, stock prices typically follow trends in corporate earnings and economic growth. We believe that conditions on both of those fronts are very likely to propel the current economic expansion into the longest uh, on record, Once again, once we reach July. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's something to celebrate. I don't know if you've had your cupcake today, but if you (laughs) want to, uh, you can celebrate the 10th year of the long, well, what will be the longest bull market in our history. Um, so one of the big questions that, that we've been answering now is where do we go from here, right? Um, so we're, we're positive and bullish on a few views on the market, and then we're bearish on a few views of the market, which we believe offer warning signs. Um, so it. It's easy to be bullish on continued growth in the U.S. economy. Uh, the jobs report came out last month, and it was ahead of what their estimates were, so that's good. We still have strong consumer sentiment, solid labor market conditions. We also have some healthy signs from the market technical indicators, so that won't be any any increase in volatility um, as well as uh, corporate earnings projections and, and whatnot to there. And uh, one of the biggest components that makes us bullish is the Fed, Federal Reserve has even stated look, we're going to kind of put a pause on interest rate hikes, which is a positive thing for the economy right now as well. Um, Negative expectations for corporate profits, which offer more potential for upside surprises, which are always nice. And then the historical trend that strong starts of the year generally support positive gains games through the year-end. And a, and a fun stat is when January and February are both positive in the green, there's a 92% chance that the end of the year will also be positive um, for the stock market. So as you and I both know, that is better than any Ohio forecast that we may have.
1: <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> Some. Um, but
2: nonetheless, we are bearish on a few things. Um, a few warning signs that are coming out. And one of the biggest recent items that's been talked about on the news here a lot lately is the inverse in, in the yield curve. And basically what that means is you've got shorter term fixed income um, products so corporate bonds, uh, treasury yield. What happens is when that becomes inverse, it is now paying a higher interest rate than longer term fixed income uh, investments, and and that could be a warning sign that the market is starting to flatten out, or the economy is starting to slow a little bit. Doesn't indicate that a recession is going to happen right away. It just simply states that that a the expansion that we're used to might slow down a little bit. Um, some of the other things we're bearish on, so the failure of the U.S. stock index is to reach new highs. If we stop reaching new highs, that means we're not reaching new growth. Weakening economic data outside the U.S., obviously trade tariffs have been a major topic of discussion here of late. Um, So kind of our eyes are on what's going to happen with the global economy. That could be Brexit, um, and it could also be part of the trade deal that happens with China. Um, So that slower economic data outside the U.S. is affecting our economy or can affect our economy as well. Um, slower earnings growth, as benefits of 2017 tax cuts paid, and then rising labor costs that may squeeze some profit margins. And then we're also seeing uh, declining small business confidence, which is a sign of slower economic expansion as well. Uh, one of the other items that we're bearish on is growing investor uncertainty as the 2020 U.S. presidential election cycle heats up. Um, we we know that that's probably going to be an item to watch going into next year. some um, Some action items that that we're telling our clients to do is rebalance where necessary. Um, where the 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 ten year bull market that we've seen, we've got a lot of profits over those ten years, or at least your portfolio should be seeing some gains. and you want to start to kind of take some of those gains off the table and rebalance um, going into the, especially 2020. You want to make sure that you assess how much risk you're taking in in your portfolio and then rebalance that portfolio back in line with how much risk you should be taking and then making sure that the portfolio is in line with your long-term financial goals as well. Um, so we never want to uh, take more risk than what we should be, especially those nearing retirement. That's the worst case scenario is you're taking far too much risk within the portfolio. And then all of a sudden we do head into a recession in late 20 or early 2021. Um, so that's kind of where we're at right now, uh, Ken, for the overall market view. Um, but t- 2019 has looked very good so far, and we're excited for uh, what the rest of the year brings.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Great update, Johnny. Again, Johnny Dawson, uh, who is the uh, CEO of Capstone Wealth Advisors. Uh, Johnny, what's the best way for people to get a hold of you?
2: Yeah, actually, um, you can feel free to give us a call anytime, 614-823-8660. For those of you that are on Facebook, uh, just search Capstone Wealth Advisors, and you can pull us up there, or you can give us a call or an email um, at Johnny Dawson at Apple, Mike, Papa, Frank, dot com.
1: <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Johnny. Really appreciate it. Thanks,
2: Ken. Always a pleasure being on.
1: All right. We'll join rejoin after the break on B2B Radio, and we'll talk with uh, John Dwoskin. We'll give the Mr. Biz tip of the week, and we will rock on. See you guys after the break.
3: Business owners have a continually growing to-do list with little time for revenue-producing activities. With Check Off Your List and their experienced team of virtual assistants, you can focus on growing your business. Visit checkoffyourlist.com to learn how Check Off Your List's skilled team can handle your day-to-day tasks, like social media, bookkeeping, calendar maintenance, and much more. Contact Check Off Your List at checkoffyourlist.com or call 888-262-1249 to see how their virtual assistants can help you live to work rather than
2: work to live.
1: Thank you for being a Mr. Biz Solutions subscriber and listening to B2B Radio. Would you like to have your business highlighted in this spot?
0: To submit questions to the show, email them to info at MrBizSolutions.com. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz.
1: All right, welcome back to B2B Radio with me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. And once again, B2B Radio is brought to you by Capital Plus. They help you unlock your capital and unleash your business potential. They create customized financial solutions for growing businesses nationwide. All right, so we're going to give I'll give the Mr. Biz tip of the week here, and then we're going to jump into our second guest of the day, Mr. John Dwoskin. Uh, So the tip this week is um, you guys have heard me talk about this before, but I'm a huge proponent of uh, properly crafted incentive plans and profit sharing. So incentive plans and profit sharing build loyalty and ensure employees think like owners, which is what we all want, what we all want. Right. You can't be there all the time. You want your employees thinking like an owner, not just as an employee. So um, that is the Mr. Biz tip of the week. So, as I mentioned, this week's uh, second guest is Mr. John Dwoskin, who is the CEO and founder of the John Dwoskin Experience, Grow Your Business Big, Very Big. He is a business coach, author, speaker. He's been featured on Forbes.com. As a matter of fact, um, his book, if you wanted to check it out, is called The Think Big Movement. So we are going to spend the next two segments, Thinking Big, with Mr. John Dwoskin. Welcome to the show, John.
3: Ken, thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. It's, uh, it's fun to be with the, uh, the one and only Mr. Biz. So thank you so much for having me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No. So uh, John and I have spoken a few times before, and um, he's got a really cool history and is doing some really cool stuff. And so that's why I said, hey, let's have him on, uh, let's have him on the show, because I think you have a lot of good things that you can share that will be really good for it. listeners. So um, tell us a little bit about what you do uh, with the John Dawson's experience.
3: Sure. You know, I'll, I'll um, in, in quick summary. I'm a business coach. I, a, I'm an executive advisor, and I work with owners. I work with leaders. I work with managers, and I work with salespeople, um, all to uh, grow their business. And so, I look at salespeople. My, I love your uh, your tip of the day because one of the big things I talk about, my new book that I'm writing, um, a big keynote that I give is called Think Like a CEO. And uh, my book is called "How." To, my next book is called "How to Think Like a CEO" because I really believe that um, I'm about empowering and giving people tools, best practices, and guidance um, on whether they're a salesperson, a manager, a leader, or the owner of a company. And so that's what I do. I come in and I work with them and I coach them up to grow their bottom line and their confidence and their mindset and their company.
1: Awesome! Awesome! Good stuff. So, uh, look, There. Are, look, let's be honest, there's a lot of people who are call themselves quote-unquote business coaches out there, mm-hmm. and I know you had outlined a little bit I think some of the differences we hear from the typical person, but what does it look sure. like uh, when you work with an executive uh, or a business owner? what What's sort of that, that engagement look like?
2: Sure.
3: Well, I think one of the things that's important to note is um, there are many business coaches out there, and what's really important is that that everybody takes time to figure out who's the right fit for them. I'm a big believer that everybody should have no less than three mentors in their life. One of them should be some type of coach and you gotta get somebody who resonates with you and your DNA who can push you out of your comfort zone. Uh, Where I um, resonate with certain clients is I am 47. I started my first company when I was 23 in my parents' basement. I grew it. Um, I sold that company to a Silicon Valley company. And then was in real estate, grew my business significantly there, um, grew and ran an office, and now I started another company and added another side company somewhere along there along the way. <laughs> and so I resonate with people who are in business, who are successful, and stuck because they know that I have been in so many trenches in business: the owner, the CEO, the salesperson, uh, the corporate American, uh, you know, vice president, etc., et cetera. And so what my engagements look like when I'm working with someone is somebody really, in quick summary, Ken, who is successful but stuck and can't get to the next level on their own. They don't have that person to talk to, to strategize with, to really kind of take a deep dive as to how they can not only grow their business, but their people.
1: Mm -hmm. No, I like it because I think um, that answered the question perfectly because I think that really illustrated – Again, there's a ton of different people who call themselves a business coach, but I think it's important to, de- to delineate, I should say, you know, the differences between and what you kind of, what each one of them looks like. And it sounds like, again, with your experience, and I probably should have asked about that before I even asked that question, but, um, you know, you've <laughs> been in the trenches. You've, you've been there, done that, so to speak, in a lot of different, Correct. um, verticals. And so you're able to, you know, speak their language and really, I think I'm sure it would resonate with them because, you can say, "Hey, you know what? I've been through this. I've been stuck. I've had this problem. I've had this challenge, et cetera, And here's how I got through it.
3: Correct. And I've not only have been there on my own, but I've also um, managed people. I managed an office uh, that I took over in real estate that uh, crashed uh, the month after I took over in the 2008 crash. I grew that business to a um, to one of the largest you know division, one of the largest offices, most profitable offices in the entire company. And grew to 45 agents so i've managed a lot of people i've been a national and regional trainer um, i've been involved in you know acquisition of my company in, in a silicon valley world and all these different avenues and and my heart of hearts i'm you know i love sales i love marketing so and i love getting in the trenches so yeah so that that's who i resonate with as a business coach somebody who is really looking to significantly grow their business which is why my tagline is Grow
1: your business big, very big. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I, look, that, that hits home pretty quick, right? I mean, who doesn't want to do yeah. that? Um, there's not many people you talk to that would not that would not hit home with and resonate with. So, I think it's a great tagline. Um, Thanks. So, let me ask you. Um, that being said, so you have you know you have all this experience. Um, you've uh-huh. you've you've had challenges, I'm sure, some bumps in the uh, in the road along the way. What advice would you give to your 25 year old self?
3: Uh, You know, I I, I love that question. Um, I would give myself a couple uh, pieces of wisdom. One would be slow down. Um, I've always, you know, moved really, really quickly um, and much more quickly when I was younger. Um, (laughs) Slow down and enjoy the journey a little bit more. Uh, It's, um, you know, you can only work so hard before you burn out. And from I would say in my twenties, I in my early thirties, I took myself to burnout and beyond. Mm. And I would just I would I would recommend to just you know have a plan, work really hard, work your ass off. I don't know if I can swear. I apologize.
0: Absolutely. And then
3: <laughs> um, and then just you know take time to smell the roses and enjoy enjoy what you're doing. Not only what you're doing, I should say that enjoy the process of what you're creating because instead of always running to the next just take a minute to kind of breathe it in and and be present with it.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's great advice. I think that's great advice. Because again, we get as as entrepreneurs as business owners, we get running so fast um yeah. from one thing to the next um often often becoming very tactical and then more importantly, like you said, getting to that point of burnout and then maybe beyond as you had mentioned which you know you you miss a big part of the process. Uh, I agree with that one hundred percent. I hadn't really thought yeah. about it that way, so I'm glad you mentioned that because I know I can I can mention I live through that same thing myself. so uh, so yeah. we've only got about a minute left here, but I have one more question. I think this is a, a fairly yeah. quick answer. When you think of quote unquote "successful" or being a success, who comes to mind?
3: Well. I think uh, when I think of success, I think of a lot of different people. I, you know, I think of Warren Buffett, uh, and I also think of um, you know uh, the the house mom who chooses to stay home and raise their kids and everybody in between. Because I think success has to be defined by you personally. And you know, my tagline: "Grow your business big, very big." The way I define big is doing small things every single day to get to your own personal big. And everybody's big is different. And I think everybody really needs to take time to figure out what their big is. It doesn't mean it needs to be Warren Buffett big. Maybe it's just um, doing something very small. But that is, I think, a very personal question to everybody, that everybody needs to spend time and figure out what their definition is and then always be moving towards it and not be complacent or stagnant.
1: Yep. Okay, good. Yeah, I know. It's interesting. I always like to ask that question because, um, you know, everyone has a different definition of that. And I think... uh, it's always interesting to hear that mindset. So um, we are going to hit the break here, and we're going to come back, and we are going to pick Mr. Dwoskin's brain a little bit, and we're going to get his top tips on how to grow your business big, very big. So join us after the break on B2B Radio.
0: Are you frustrated with trying to grow your business? You're not alone because the business growth experts at Traction are here to help. Tri-Traction's proven business systems, marketing, and sales formula has helped many businesses like yours achieve amazing results. Could your company benefit from explosive sales growth and a huge jump in website traffic? Call 800-719-4281 today for a free consultation with the business growth experts at Tritraction. That's 800-719-4281. Systems plus marketing plus sales equals business growth. Thank you
1: for being a Mr. Biz Solution subscriber and listening to B2B Radio.
0: Check out both of Mr. Biz's national best-selling books, Pathway to Profits, and How to Be a Cash Flow Pro on Amazon. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right. Welcome back to B2B Radio. And we are currently
1: talking with Mr. John Dwoskin, who is the CEO and founder of the John Dwoskin Experience. Grow your business big, very big. Um, As I had mentioned before, John has a book. He has written a book, and he's in the process of writing a second, but his first book is called The Think Big Movement, and you can find that in all the normal places. Of course, Amazon, it's out there. Um, so definitely check that out. Um, you can also go out to his website to learn more about what he has going on and, and uh, get some more information about him and how to reach reach him and all that. Uh, com. That's J-O-N-D-W-O-S-K-I-N.com. So definitely go out there and check out to learn more about John and what he's How he works with folks, as as he had mentioned and alluded to in the second segment, but now it is that time we're going to pick his brain a bit, and because of what John does for a living, this is this is right in his area of expertise, and so I'm going to ask John, give us, uh, you know, again, the vast majority of our listeners are business owners, so give us uh, give us some tips on how we can grow our business big, very big.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I would love to. I would love to. Well, um, well, first of all. I think, and this is, it always amazes me how many people uh, do not have this, but really have a plan. Uh, have a business plan that is typically, I'd like a business plan to be about at least three years out. I know some people have five or 10 years and those can be great. I really like a very specific and detailed three-year plan where we know the result and we reverse engineer all the details mm-hmm. and then um, know all the nitty grittiness that needs to get done each quarter, each month, each week, and if, and if needed, each day. And, and, and that's one of the key things is really, a lot of times companies don't, you know, think they have the time, but they gotta make the time to actually have a plan.
2: Mm-hmm. And
3: have a business plan and then work the plan. Otherwise, you know, no plan works you and it makes you work a lot harder instead of smarter.
1: Yeah, and I think that's huge, right? I mean, it's like the, you know, that proverbial, you know, how to eat an elephant one bite at a time. If someone said, "Hey, right. you need to eat this elephant." Holy crap, right? It seems daunting. So if you say you have a you say your company's doing 2 million a year and your 3-year goal is 10 million, well, holy crap, how do I get from 2 to 10? Seems very daunting. But when you set that 10 out there 36 months out, and then as as John mentioned, as you as you back that up and reverse engineer it, all of a sudden, you have more consumable bites of that elephant, and it becomes more of a reality. You've got a ninety-day goal, a six-month goal, et cetera. And then that those all those small actions, as John alluded to in the second segment, lead you to that ten million, and it shows you a direct path on how to get there. And all of a sudden, it's not a daunting, uh, you know, path to getting to that ten million. I think that's huge.
3: Right, and I think, um, and then and then the next step is we as you layer that. It's really when you create that plan to be very, again, specific and measurable, um, which I think is so critical. And a lot of times people create plans that they are very vague. Um, They create weekly um, plans, agendas, quarterly plans with themselves or their teams, and they're just vague. And so when you get done with the quarter, you can't really ever put your finger on if something um, was completely um, done or not because... Mm -hmm wasn't measurable mm-hmm. to the extent that it should be. Yep. And so I can't, I, I, and just to give a quick example of that, it's, you know, make a lot of calls. I, I see a lot of salespeople, for example, and then their vice presidents and then the CEOs all will be in a room. And the, the salesperson, we make a lot of calls this week. I say, great. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it's all right. I'm going to make 50 calls. These many on Monday, this many on Tuesday, this many on Wednesday, so I can get ahead of the game in, in case something happens on Thursday or Friday you know, here's some of the talking points, here's some of the questions. I mean, really diving deep strategically with your team is really important on all levels. I, I use sales as an example just because it's quick in summary.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, same thing. I think that's huge. I, I see the same thing all the time. People set these goals, and sometimes they don't realize, um, you, you know, for example, real quick, because uh, uh, I want to hear more of your tips, but it's, you know, I, I'll deal with on my end business owners that will say, Okay, we did two and a half million this year. Next year, we want to do three and a half. Great. Awesome. Um, so, that million dollars, how are we going to get there? Well, we're going to sell more. Um, we're going to really push our salespeople. We're going to have a new incentive plan, and commissions are going to be higher. No, no, that's not going to cut it for me. No. You need more detail. Right. If you're a, a field service business, maybe you don't even have the capacity with the current resources you have, the number of trucks you have on the road, for example, to even do three and a half. So what that might mean is making that plan specific, as John mentioned, is, geez, to get to three and a half, we need to put two more trucks on the road, or there's no way. We could be at full capacity with our current number of trucks and resources and not get to three and a half, and we'd be disappointed at the end of the year. So, holy crap, we have to buy two trucks and get those things on the road right away to reach that goal. And that's an example of being much more specific than just saying, hey, we're going to grow by you know a million bucks this year. Correct.
3: Right. Have a plan so it becomes... It becomes so much easier, and everybody can work so much smarter. Mm-hmm. And and then you're speaking off of the same vocabulary as you begin to plan. Uh, the next thing I would say, Ken, is you got to make sure within your company that you got the right people in the right seats doing the right things, and get rid of toxic people, and move people in the right seats if they're not in the right seats, and clean up your roster if it's not great. And because you, you if you don't have great people. You can't go from a two to three million dollar company, a ten to twenty million dollar company, and if you can, then you may have to experience extra turnover that's unnecessary. Mm-hmm. You got to make sure the right people are there. You're training them uh, on, on on soft skills, on business skills, on people skills. And one of the biggest things I see a lot of times is people have the wrong company, they have the wrong managers in place, and people these managers, not companies. And they don't know how to talk to people, and they piss people off, and turnover is increased, and recruiting has becomes just a full time job, and and that is one of the most important things as you're putting together your plan. Are the people will make you, um, you know, will, will will rise the tide.
1: Yes, yes, definitely. Look, that's one of my, that's one of the Mister Biz tips of the week. I don't remember when the heck we shared it, but. um you can't get rid of bad employees fast enough. You you really can't. Right. Whether they be you know, employees, individual contributors or their managers, especially in that case, because now they're poisoning, you know, the people underneath them. And then again, that turnover battle, especially if you're a company that has, let's say, twenty or thirty employees and you lose three people in a you know, a, a thirty to sixty day period, you lost ten percent of your workforce. I mean, that's that's impactful, right? So and then you right. end up on that that never ending gerbil wheel of I have to hire people, but I'm really busy because I lost people, so everyone's working their butts off to make up the difference because we lost 10% of our people. So how do we find the time to interview people? And then you shortcut the process, you hire someone crappy, you settle and hire someone crappy. I mean, it just becomes a never-ending negative cycle.
3: Correct. Absolutely. It's, uh, and it'll take down a company. It'll yeah. take down a company.
1: Yep. Definitely. Um
3: so don't so yeah, so I mean take it very seriously and um it's so important. Uh the next step I would say is everybody needs mentors and coaches. Um everybody I'm a big believer that everybody should have three mentors in their world. Those are those are critical. It doesn't necessarily have to be a business coach per se, but you need a team of advisors and a team of mentors that you can lean on, and that you can reach out to to make a better decision. I think one of the hardest things for people is to actually make a decision and have the proper people to talk to. So you need those mentors in your life. Um, in every avenue that you believe you need um, strength in and guidance,
1: mm-hmm. you need those mentors. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um, yeah. Sorry, go ahead.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, so we got about 30 seconds left. Um, anything else to add, John? I mean, these, these tips have been fantastic.
3: Yeah, I would say the last tip I would give is everybody needs an accountability partner, somebody to hold them accountable, and what that plan looks like can be a little different for everybody, but somebody that says, hey, I'm going to hold you accountable to X, you're going to hold me accountable to Y, each week we're going to talk, we're going to meet, we're going to figure out a plan, and, you're, and we're going to hold each other accountable because um, that gets rid of the resistance, the justification, and all the excuses of why people can't do what they do when you have somebody holding your feet to the fire.
1: I agree 100%. Awesome, awesome tips. Again, we have been speaking with John Dwoskin, CEO and founder of the John Dwoskin Experience. You can learn more at johndwoskin.com. That's J-O-N-D-W-O-S-K-I-N. Um, check out his book, The Think Big Movement. John, thanks so much for being a guest. I really appreciate it.
3: Ken, I appreciate it more. Thanks so much.
1: Yeah. So thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks to our show sponsor, Capital Plus. You can find them at capplus.com forward slash Mister Biz. Have a great week, and don't forget, cash flow is king.
0: This has been B2B Radio with your host, Mr. Biz, sponsored by Capital Plus, a division of United Capital Funding Group. Capital Plus is your trusted resource for commercial financing and accounts receivable management. They have been providing working capital to businesses nationally for more than 27 years. Learn more about them at capplus.com forward slash Mr. Biz, or to schedule a free consultation, call 855-522-3951.